is my pleasure to have with me today the lovely Chloe Mastaghi, uh, who's going to be talking to us about inequality in uh, in the workplace, especially in the cybersecurity um, industry. So, Chloe, would you like to uh, give us a bit of a brief introduction to who you are sure. and what it is that you do? Um, so, I'm a security researcher advocate. Basically, I push for rights for hackers. Um, I might use the term security researcher or hacker interchangeably, um, but it means exactly the same. Um, other than that, I am the co-founder of Women in Security and head the SF Bay Area chapter of WOSEC. And as well, I am the founder of Women Hackers, which is a private online community of women that hack all around the world at all levels together. That is pretty cool. And it is absolute pleasure to have you speaking with us today. Um, so how did you first get into cybersecurity? Great question. Oh, do you, oh well, well, maybe, maybe first of all, do you call do you call it cybersecurity or info security? Because there seems to be a bit of a debate going on around that. Yeah, there, there's always a debate over cybersecurity info sec. I, I always go with infosec. Um, even though the title of like my main presentation that I give is how to fix the diversity gap in cybersecurity, yeah. <laughs> but it's right. I, I tend to use the term infosec more. Okay, so how did you get into the infosec industry then? Oh, good question. Okay, so I was a management consultant for like nonprofits and startups. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all these projects, you know, your projects are anywhere from like wow. one month to a couple months. And the one thing that I realized the most was the fact that I missed being in a workplace. I missed working with people. I missed like having a crew of people that you can always yeah. talk to. So it was always new people all the time. And it just got to a point where I was like, well, I I kind of miss being in an office space. And so um, I started letting recruiters know that I was looking on the side. And, and one of them reached out to me and was like, hey, have you ever thought about working for a cybersecurity company? And I was like, no, not at all. But I'm interested. Um, so then I joined a company and I was there. I was doing marketing for them. But like within the first two weeks, I fell in love with the field. And but the thing that really was like interesting to me was the hacker mm-hmm. community because it just felt like this might be a group of people that I, I could belong to. And that was the the changing moment because I started reaching out, started learning tricks yeah. and trades of it all, and then I kind of fell into it. So it was by chance, and it's it's crazy because a lot of times I've talked to many women. And they always say it was by yeah, chance that they got I, into the uh, field. I fell into it by chance. I used to work in a in a, just a regular IT company doing doing sales. Um, and then I was looking for another job, and the job at Identity Experts came up, and it just happened to be cybersecurity that uh, that, 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 that was it. And uh, yeah, I fell in love with it straight away as well. I think it's absolutely. I think it's really really interesting. It's much more uh, interesting than just regular IT. I think. Yeah. Um, but. So from an from an industry wide perspective, why do you think there's there's such a shortage of women working in cybersec? I mean, I think was it is it in your article where it says that only four percent of women are only four percent of hackers are women? Yeah. So um, the so basically right now we're dealing with a situation which is there's not enough women hackers. That's one. But also um, the other issue is that we have this ongoing rotating door in this industry of women coming in and women leaving. And that's literally because there's not enough practice of inclusion. 
Um, and that's the main issue that we're dealing with right now is that mm-hmm. our companies say they want to be diverse and everything, but they don't take the time to figure out what that means. If you're going to hire a bunch of women, make sure there's support. You have to make sure yeah. that there's a safe environment for them as well. Um, so I think that's one of the other things. The other thing is there's still this mentality. It's like, well, why do we need more women? Like, why? Why do we need women? And it's like one of those questions are like, well, do you want to be cutting edge? Don't You need diverse people on a team to create something, um, to be ahead of your competitors. You need to have a diverse set of eyes and, and mm-hmm. ideas and thoughts. But at the end of the day, it's not even about that. What it is is about it's 2019 and that question shouldn't even exist, in my opinion. Like, don't ask me why, like, why are there, like, how can we increase the number of women sometimes? Like, that's a great question. But you also have to look at internally, because I've had companies come to me and they're like, um, four women just quit last week, and I don't know what to do. And I literally like, okay, so tell me a little bit what's going on here. What is the environment like? And usually how it goes down is that like they'll bring in diversity trainers, but the diversity trainer is like a uh, man who's like in his fifties or sixties and is white. Um, and that's not going to solve maybe, maybe the problem. We need to get some more, yeah, maybe we need to get some more diversity and diversity trainers. Yeah, exactly. And that might help. And better, and better, yeah. Anyone who's like, I know women, I know women in and out. I'm like, no, no. The only people that understand women are women, like at the end of the day, because we have to be this. (laughs) So, what do you, what, what kind of environment do you think that, of what changes do you think some of these companies need to make to make the the workplace a bit more appealing for women? So, um, side note, um, I do get messages from women on on a weekly basis of dealing with harassment and discrimination and assault in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So, I think one of the first things is there's there's an issue when you are in a conference room we'll start with conference room and in the conference room there could be a situation where the woman itself is in a room and it's all men and just her she comes up with a fabulous idea and shares it and everyone ignores it or discourages her on that thought but yet a man will bring up the exact same thought that she had and everyone applauds him and say wow that's a great idea and this happens all the time. So I think a good environment when you're in that situation is that if there is, you know, a room full of men and they know a woman speaks and they just reject her or they dismiss her to call it out. Um, yeah. And I know it's an awkward situation to do, but it's the best way how to move forward. The other mm-hmm. thing is don't turn around because a woman's getting up to get a glass of water to turn around and be like, oh, can you get me something too? That's another thing you should just don't do. Um, So it starts in a conference room, and then also it goes up to executives. So how many women are on your executive team? That could Mm -hmm. be your advisory board, your board, but how many executives at the company are women? Yeah, I think we see a lot we see a lot of stuff in the news where it's like, oh, this company's just employed a female CTO, and you're like, yeah, and like that it shouldn't be news. No, it should be news. A woman's got a job. Great. Yeah, exactly. I fight for you for getting a job, but really? You're telling me about it in the news? Yeah, and I think that's a real situation because um, it it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like, 
I mean, but that's the way it is right now. And until mm-hmm. things change, you know, it's going to be breaking news. This woman is a CEO. It's like, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's really, I think that's some interesting insights there. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think there's? Do you think there's? Um, I think there's probably uh, sorry. Get my words confused. Uh-huh. I think there's a um, a lack of of women in STEM as well. So it's not just the fact that yeah, um, it potentially maybe the environments aren't right for for the women that are in the are in the the resource pool. But I mean, the, do you think the resource pool is a lot smaller in terms of women versus men? I think what it is is that like there's a certain point. Um, for example, like in sixth grade, I was in a computer class and I really saw all these like cool action movies of hackers and I went up to the teacher's like, I want to learn how to do that. And he turns around and he's like, oh, that's so cute. But that's not for you, dear. That's for, that's a boy's thing. And I no. remember that. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, there's these situations where like, you know, girls at a young age are told no. And then yeah. there's situations where they're told, yes, you need to be in STEM. You need to do all these things. But the thing is, when they get to college, there's a wide gap between that. So there's this large gap of from high school to college for some people that are in STEM. And so when they get into STEM and they go to college, they don't feel like they fit in. They don't feel like they're well aware of all these things. And what ends up happening is they switch careers in college sometimes. Um, so it's all about resources, but also it's this constant thing of like, I don't know about you, but when I see that there is a woman CEO, that makes me have hope that like, oh, that's a possibility. Or when I hear of a woman getting funds, because let's be real, 2% of women that come up with ideas and go up to and say like, I would like to build up the startup, get accepted and get funded. So when I ever see a woman who has been funded, I'm like, wow, that that's that's a dream come true. Like that's possible. So I think seeing more women role models in the field of STEM itself and also in InfoSec will change that situation. Cause I think is that a lot of us we never thought of like cybersecurity was something that we can do or something for us. We just didn't know. Um, and so it's like changing that perspective. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in terms of cybersecurity, it's still quite a new field. So I guess sometimes for, sometimes for boys, it might be difficult for them to find like right. exactly. role models as well. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like until you've seen someone else do that, who's, yeah. who's a bit like you, then yeah, it can be difficult for you to, to visualize yeah. yourself doing it as well. Yeah, it's also like, um, even though I've been mentoring like girls to get into the field and everything, the concern I have is when they get in and things haven't changed because like I said earlier is that like women literally message me every week telling me of sexual harassment or assault and discrimination. And these cases are ridiculous. I'm hearing there are things that I like, I just, it blows my mind. Like for example, there's a CISO who basically grabbed a woman in an assault manner um, Mm -hmm. and a place of her body. And basically she reported it to HR. And what ended up happening was that she had to sign an NDA and everything. But the thing is, is that that CISO was let go. Surely that's a criminal assault. Yeah. And then the CISO had to leave because Mm -hmm. um, public awareness, 
But then another company swaps him up and is like, we'll make you the CISO at our company, even though they knew that he assaulted a woman previously. So they're just perpetuating the... Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's it's this 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 cycle that's not being fixed. The other thing mm-hmm. is that now when women tell me, like, what do I do? Do I go to HR? And the first thing I say to them is, no, don't go to HR on your own. Like, yeah. don't do it. It's never a good thing. And it sucks because that's the situation that we're in. But what ends up happening is when the women do report, um, within a few weeks, they'll find some other reason to let go of her. Mm-hmm. And this is very common in trend. So I always tell yeah. people, if you're going to go to HR, go with another person. Yeah. And if anything, go with more than one. And mm-hmm. that makes it even more of a stance together. So you don't feel isolated or alone when reporting it. The other thing is that um, I've talked to some other women and they've told me that what they do is they actually just call the police. If it's an <laughs> assault call the police because then Mm -hmm. HR has to deal with it. There's a case on record, public record as well. So it prevents like, um, for example, that previous CISO I was discussing from him getting another job possibly. So that's one way how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. I mean, I've I've experienced sexism in the workplace before. I'm never on that kind of level. Um, But I used to work with, with a, with a guy who on his wall he had a picture of a woman in a bikini, like a three foot big picture. Oh <laughs> and that was my boss. And you'd go into his office and you'd have to sit there and he's just staring at this woman in a bikini. You're like, oh really? my god! You're like, this um, is awkward. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's as pre- it's prevalent, like, well, a lot of organisations. And I just, yeah, I. Uh, so I've experienced it. Obviously, not on the same level as that lady with the CISO, but um, yeah. Oh. I think it's. I think it's hard to find a woman in in who's working that hasn't hasn't worked somewhere that's you know been sexist in somewhere or another. Yeah, and it's, it's very much true. Yeah. Um, but, so what what advice would you give to women who are wanting to start out in the cybersecurity industry? I mean, it sounds like we're, we're putting women off saying <laughs> 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 all this stuff that's happening, but I mean, there are right. good companies out there like the place that I work. Uh, right now we support women in um, career returners we do events with women in security we're obviously running this podcast uh, for International Women's Day because we love promoting women in security you're obviously doing a lot of good work around mm-hmm. promoting women in security themeless work and we're great mm-hmm. that obviously promotes that as well <laughs> um, so yeah sorry ladies we don't want to put you all off so let's no, give some advice it's... to women who want to start out yeah it, it's crazy, even though I've gone through like uh, discrimination, harassment, and I've also been assaulted twice um, mm-hmm. at conferences. So the thing is, is that people do ask, like, why are you still in this field? Like, it's so it's so far back when it comes to women's rights. And yeah. honestly, it's like, well, if I'm not going to like this is this is my crowd. There's there are some people that just are not aware. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. And there's biases that need to be you know, put in check. But at the end of the day, it's the community of women that actually keeps me here. Um, And I mean, for me, I almost left InfoSec about a year and a half ago. What happened was that I was interviewing a bunch of women in the field, different, you know, different titles, different occupation, different, um, the various fields within InfoSec. Yeah. And I try to get a good idea of what's going on because I remember reading that there was hardly any women in the field. 
when I just started joining. And so I got this great opportunity interviewing them and I created a blog post for International Women's Day, um, which is the one that's on my LinkedIn. Yeah. And that article I didn't I I remember interviewing all the women and them sharing their things and I, you know, went in one ear and it kinda of stayed in the back of my head until I was at RSA two thousand eighteen. I'm saying this audience and it's like, you know, a couple hundred men and and there's only like two other women. I'm like, please say you're not an executive assistant. Please say you're not an executive assistant. And both of them were two two CISOs. And I yeah. remember walking out just being like, something just doesn't feel right. And in this hall, there's like a bunch of men as well. So I'm walking to the restroom and there's like this long line around the corner for the men's restroom. And then there's like no line for the women's restroom. I mean, there's got to like, be I walk some benefits, right? Right, <laughs> right. And I'm like, there. I'm like, I open the door and I'm like, well, maybe there'll be a line inside. And I open it and there's not a single person in the women's restroom. <laughs> and I'm just like, welcome to InfoSec. Yeah. There's always a restroom, no lines for ladies. Um, <laughs> so one of those are a good reason to be in it. Um, and then I remember going back to the hotel and like I was taking off my makeup and at that moment, like I broke down crying, like straight down, because suddenly it was like a blindfold lifted and this wave of emotions came over. And all those things that those women were sharing with me, I didn't realize was happening to me the entire time. Yeah. And I didn't even know. And so I was like on the ground, like, why am I in this space? This is the worst space in the world. Like, this is so backwards. Um, how can anyone be in this field? I need to get out. So I was started looking around, going to a different tech um, job possibly. And then one of my friends, he turned around. And he's like, have you heard of Day of Security? And I was like, no. He's like, you need to go to it. It's in June. It's in San Francisco. Go to it. It's free all day. And I'm like, okay. So then I go and I walk in this room. There's like 200 women and they're all in InfoSec. And that was the first time ever I realized there's women in this field. So women exist. We're here. <laughs> women exist. We're here. And there are a bunch of women that are like, yes, I'm going to get into this field too. And I, I was just like at that moment, I was like, that's it. I needed a community. I needed this feeling of knowing that I'm not the only one because when I first started InfoSec, I was pretty isolated. Like there wasn't any other women that I knew that were in the field uh-huh. at that time. And so then I was like, so one day she cured and that changed everything. And there was definitely a line for the restroom. There was no restroom line for the men's, which was great. So you can actually take up two bathrooms if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, ladies, never a line for a restroom, even at all women's events. Um, but yeah. And then, um, from that day on, I was like, I am not going to give up. I'm going to do whatever I can to change the statistics. Mm-hmm. And later that year was my first time I went to um, Hacker Summer Camp, which is one week in Las Vegas. Um, it's besides Las Vegas. It's um, Black Hat and DEF CON. And there's also Diana Initiative and some other smaller cons that happened around that time yeah. and QueerCon. Mm-hmm. And so it was the first time I gave a talk about the gap of cybersecurity. Um, and... I met incredible people. I met one of my co-founders, Tanya Jenka, um, for women's security. And I told her, like, I really want to change the 11% of women in InfoSec. She's like, me too. Let's do this idea. I have this idea. Can we do it? Which is make chapters all over the world uh, for women to connect. Yeah. And then I was like, great. So we started doing that. And that was a lot of fun. And then things just really took off. And then I realized, oh, wait, there's only 4% of women are hackers. I got to change that stat too. So then I created women hackers 
um, which is just a virtual online platform of women just being able to connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So they always will have a buddy if they go to a conference now. Um, They learn workshops, um, skills like car hacking or burp suite. Um, We also have a bug bounty team being formed right now. So it's great because it's all different levels and women all over the world. And also we're all supporting each other. So if anything goes down in their office, we are there for them. That's so cool. So it, it's, it's a really cool opportunity to be a part of. So so I think the advice that you say now is maybe hook up with a, a local women's mm-hmm. network. Um, yep. Make sure you've got exactly. some around you. I think that's good advice. Yeah. I, I think that's the one thing is like, right. I honestly... I've never met such a good group of women in a field. They're they're just really kind and mm-hmm. down hard, like just really wonderful people that want to help each other out. And I am really thankful for that, finding that community because I think community does make a huge difference. And so to all the women that are interested in it, um, feel free to check out Women Hackers. It's just um, Z at the end of hackers.com. <laughs> and you can actually submit your name and your details. And I can invite you into the private group. Um, but also, if you are anywhere around the world and you're interested in joining a WOSEC chapter, feel free to reach out to me and I can tell you about which ones are closest to you. And if you want, you can even start one. It's very easy. That's great. We'll put some uh, links um in the spiel that goes along with this podcast so that people can uh, get in touch if they want to excellent excellent well thank you so much for coming and talking to us today it's been really really great um and happy international women's day thank you so much (laughs) thanks so much (laughs) 